You're listening to A Little Thing Called Marketing, brought to you by Studio 93. Each week, Sinead, that's me, surprises Darren with a topic and we run with it. As the title suggests, the topics will be marketing-based, but the rest is unknown to Darren. So let's get into it. Hello. Ooh, shouty. (laughs) Hello. It's another episode of A Little Thing Called Marketing. It is a podcast all about marketing. It's brought to you by Studio 93. My name is Darren Doyle and her name is... Sinead O'Neill. Sinead, um... We, this is our second or third take on this intro. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the idea here is that I don't have any prep done ahead of time and Sinead surprises me with a topic and we discuss it. Any of the regular listeners know that. Mm. But I am thinking, Sinead, that maybe I should put a little bit of prep work into this intro because I press record and I don't have anything planned. Yeah, listen, I can do it for you if you want to. <laughs> oh, that that would be amazing. Thank you. Okay, listen, let's get into it. Right. Uh, what are we discussing today? Cool, we're going to chat about blogs. Ooh. Ah, I did the thing. You okay, I'm, I'm going to leave it in. But for the listeners, we recorded another episode of the podcast just before <laughs> this one. Yeah. And I stopped at this point because I don't know if, if you have noticed when every week when Sinead gives me the topic, mm. I go, ooh, <laughs> and it sounds stupid. All right, okay. Let's get to the topic. Okay, let's talk about blogs. Do you know, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing you do, where the word blog comes from? Okay, give me a minute. I know it's in the brain somewhere. So blog, B-L-O-G. Log is definitely there. So it's a log uh-huh. of something. So it's what was the B? Um, it wasn't a B. B was the end of the other word. Okay, I... I I'm not going to sit here for ages and have the listeners listen to me thinking right. and not come up with it. But so I'm going to give in and um, tell us. Weblog. Weblog. Yeah. It was in there. It was, it was deep down yeah. in the darks of my brain. So obviously shortened blog then because it just, I suppose it rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. Okay. What is a blog? I've heard different interpretations of what a blog is over the years. Yeah. Um, so I'll just give you mine. I feel it should be, and it is a regularly... And this is going to come up. I know we're going to have a conversation about this, but mm-hmm. it's it's a regularly updated um, collection of articles yep. that live on the internet and that typically are written around a specific subject. Mm-hmm. That's what it is to me. Um, also, I think if it does fall under kind of your content marketing as well, but I do think it deserves its own episode. Um, we did do another episode, actually, probably important to mention on content marketing too, if, if people want to listen to that. Would you say having a blog is essential then for companies? No. 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 Long and short of it. No, uh, it's not. It's not essential. Um, it, and like none of this marketing stuff is, uh, very little of it is essential. Yeah. As in, I would never say to a client, listen. You have to do this. You have to do this. Because um, you've heard me have this conversation with, with blogs and I have a, a love-hate relationship with blogs yeah. and it'll come out in the conversation mm-hmm. when we're just sitting and, and discussing a, a, a potential web project with a client and we'll often get to a conversation around, well, do you think we should have a blog section yeah. on the site? And it's usually us asking them and the client will, 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 will have a discussion around it mm-hmm. and nearly always say, yeah, I think that sounds a good idea. I think we, we could do that. Yeah. And then I try to talk them out of it for their own good because uh-huh. I say I, I do think yes if you can commit to writing a blog post you know minimum once a month and even at that I don't think it's really enough then you should have the blog post 
but please don't let's not put a blog post there a blog yeah. section on your website when you if you really are not going to do it because an for four years ago uh, and uh, yeah nothing looks worse than yeah. someone you go on and there's a blog there and then you see it hasn't been updated in so long and yeah. i see it over and over and over it's not essential and i i'd actually say don't do it if you really can't commit to to yeah. keeping it up to date and i listen i understand we're busy mm. it's not a judgment but be realistic about whether you can maintain that blog if you are going to have a blog yeah so it's a big undertaking and i know you said something in a previous episode before as well a bit of advice about a blog um what did you say you recommended kind of taking a day oh didn't yeah you? yeah like how again i'll probably just ask you to, to kind of repeat what you said there just so they can hear yeah well it was it was, I, it was probably on the episode around content marketing because yeah. it's the same advice i put give to clients if they're uh, thinking about producing a series of videos or whatever it is yeah. and it, it is back to what i'm saying that it's hard can be hard to with the best will in the world we'll commit to yep yeah, i'm gonna we will we will write a blog post once yeah. a month and they might do it for the first month and mm-hmm. then the second month it disappears and then it's completely stops and the the the, the problem is that people approach it that they think they should or sh- will sit down once a month and write the blog posts mm. right and that's hard mentally just to get yourself in the humor to do it to then actually sit down and commit to do it mm-hmm. and you know do that once a month and again it's a bit of investment of time there and mental capacity as well so what i always suggest is if you if you say i'm going to do one blog post a month which mm. again i want to say i think is too little but if you're going to do one blog post a month just sit down someday and write four blog posts right. and now you have a bank of them a bank of them mm. and mentally that's something that's easier to achieve rather than trying to put yourself in the yeah. mind frame the zone to write a blog post once a month if you can give it a day go to uh again it's what i always say and i've done it myself find a nice coffee house somewhere yeah. or a nice hotel and sit down away from everything away from the office nice atmosphere and i and then focus on it yeah and batch it sounds good but do you need a copywriter do you need someone with um, writing experience to do it yeah you absolutely don't now my advice this is this is other advice that came up in the content marketing yeah. and I, look blog posts are a huge part of content marketing you you don't need those people i mean if you had them well and good or if you had someone on, mm. on your staff or your team who's particularly good at you know writing and maybe they could check it or maybe they could even write it with you or, or for you mm. um personally me i am a terrible terrible speller i'm not particularly good at writing i can do it if i really you know push myself and focus to do it but my i'm more comfortable i'm actually more comfortable stick a camera on me or put a mic on me i'm I'm better at talking it than i am writing it but some people it would be they would be more comfortable writing a blog and that's their their area of expertise and not even expertise they're just good at and they enjoy it so for those people it's perfect go for it i want to ask you about what kind of blogs do well so in regard content length and you know stuff like that i think we need to start the answer to that question by thinking why why we why would you do why would you do a blog what's the point what's the point yeah and then we want to come back to well so so then if we if we're clear about what the point of it is Mm -hmm. then we can answer that question in terms of well does it do what we wanted it to do when we were coming up the plan and i guess the point of a blog uh, a blog and it's changed over the years Mm. and i think it's really lost really some of its power yeah um a, the main reason for having a, an up-to-date blog section over the years has been for Google, really, mm-hmm. right? 
Google looks at your web. We, we talked about this in another podcast, you know, Google looks at your website and wants to see fresh content. Yeah. And so if you're writing articles around a specific subject and Google is seeing that they're being updated regularly on your website, that's going to help your SEO, your search engine optimization. Yeah. That was the main reason why a lot of people were doing blog posts. And then the other reason is if you can write blog posts that your audience are, again, this offer value and demonstrate knowledge that they're genuinely interested in reading then you will go back to it. So blog blog sites and posts that I would have read over the years, the first one that comes to mind would be um, Social Media Examiner. Right. Brilliant, brilliant website. They have a podcast as well. And I would have read their blogs, you know, religiously. This is years going back. Mm. And I learned an awful lot from them. I never read them anymore. Really? I'm sure they're still publishing them. I just don't. Mm. I don't because, but, but I listen to their podcasts all the time. Right. I just consume their material in a different way. So I, I can't tell what blog posts or blog sites did well because I'm not on the inside, but mm-hmm. I can tell you the ones I interacted with and I presume other people interacted with. And they, they're the first one that came to mind. And why was I there? Because they were writing content that was very well informed. They'd done their research. They knew the, what they were talking about. Yeah. And it was all around the subject that I was very interested in, which was social media marketing. Mm. Um, again, picking a, a title for a blog post, is it really important like it is? Again, in email marketing or for your podcast or anything like that, how important is that title? The answer is yes, it is, of course, very, very important. Like anything, you need something to grab the attention because you're asking someone to invest, I don't know, five minutes or whatever into reading whatever it is. Yeah. So you better spark their attention. And you're right. And we talked about email marketing before. It's yeah. the very same concept. And that conversation was around the subject line in your email marketing campaign. That is it something that's going to grab their attention and then ask and get them to open the email and then read whatever it is. So it's the very same um, way of thinking there. So yes, it's very important. Okay. How do you keep your audience engaged? Now, I think this has become harder and harder because, again, you know, our attention spans are gone ridiculous now. You have to look at your content. I mean, I I, I always say this to clients when we're talking about social media, when they're posting, I always say, before you put that post up, Mm. you better stop and then ask yourself if you were the person on the other end, Mm. would you read this? Yeah. Would you want, would you stop for a minute and read this? And if the answer is no. You need to cons- else. No, yeah. you need to consider that post whether yeah. it, whether it's it's do it's going to do what you want it to do. I think it's the same with blog posts. You just have to tr- be able to put yourself in the shoes of the part the potential person who's going to read this. And they, like, don't get me wrong, I will read a blog post. Uh, now it, it's harder to keep my attention than it was. But mm. if if there's great information and it's, I don't want to even say well written. We don't have to be professional copywriters to do this. Yeah. But keep keep me keep me. Uh, keep me entertained or keep educating me, keep me reading okay. through the article, keep me feeling like this is a good investment of my time mm. to read this thing. I think that's probably the best way to keep people engaged. But again, it's harder now because we have things like social media. We have quick videos we yeah. can watch. Like I, I, I will definitely watch a two minute video on a subject way quicker than I'm going to read 500 words. Mm. And, and the reality is now, if I want to learn about, again, let's say it's some element of marketing, I want to just do a little bit of mm-hmm. research on, and I do a search on Google and I find here's a, a 1000 uh, word blog post mm. and then here's a three minute video. I'm going to the video every single time yeah. and I'm sure everyone is the same. Yeah. Should we be selling within blog posts or again, are they just for brand awareness? So this idea of selling has come up in plenty of other episodes yeah. as well. And I know why it's coming up. Look, this podcast is about marketing. We're mm. a marketing company and there's a large element of selling mm-hmm. involved. But I'm going to give you the same answer that I've given every time when this yeah. comes up is no, yeah. because 
No one likes to be sold to. Very true. And the minute we feel we're being sold to, we're gone. Again, we mentioned in another podcast, it's just, just this idea of you are, you definitely are selling. You're doing it in a subtle way. You're right. not like cramming um, 50% off deals and two yeah. for one and buy this here and that down someone's deck because they, they're they not going to interact with you at all. The opposite effect, can't 100%, it? 100%. Yeah. yeah. So we're not selling, but can we place calls to action or CTAs throughout the blog post or at the end of the blog post so that the reader can take action in some way? Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a call to action at the at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do see this done in a subtle way as well. I'm thinking of um, you're reading a blog post mm-hmm. and okay, let me do a real example here. So I, one of the things we do here is videography and I um, I'm, have a, just a genuine passion for video, as you know. Yeah. So I'll read a blog post maybe on a specific new microphone. Right. Right. And the it might be a review of the microphone or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then some of the words might be hyperlinked as you're reading yeah. down through it. So let's say it's a Rode microphone, which is a brand of, of microphone. You're guaranteed you're reading the blog post and Rode is going to link to the Rode the website. website or yeah. They're going to have, which is typically the case with uh, this example, like at the end of the blog post, which has been all about this Rode microphone. Mm-hmm. This is fresh in my mind because I just bought a new Rode microphone okay. yesterday. At the end, there's going to be, of the review, they're going to be like, here's a link to Amazon where yes. you can buy the Rode microphone, which yes. is a call to action really, mm-hmm. because they're linking you out. So again, it's like so much in this, in this marketing game, Jeanette, it's just having an element of subtlety to this yeah. stuff, beating someone over the head with a a call to action or really obviously trying to cram something mm. down someone's neck in terms of a sale, you know, it's just, you can't do it. Even that example you just gave, like, if you want to purchase this, you can, here's the link to Amazon rather than buy now, buy now, buy, buy, yeah. buy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely your wording and how you approach, how you approach things. Um, can we use our blog then to promote other marketing tools, i.e. like your podcast or whatever else is going on video? Of course you can. Mm. I'm thinking now, uh, again, we're using ourselves as an example here. Um, We have a blog section on our website. It's not called a blog. We call it the knowledge base. Mm -hmm. And it's a a series of short articles on different marketing topics. And we've built up a library over years, Mm. years. There's over a hundred articles on it there now. Um, But to answer your question, yes, you could. But I'm saying, but we haven't. Mm. You know, and the light bulb is going the on. The light bulb is going yeah. on. But 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 why happen we? Because yeah. we we talked in another episode about podcasting and how we market our podcast. Yeah. And we mentioned the different ways we do it. And it's only again dawning me now, well, how come we haven't written a blog post about this mm. yet? And I know why it's like we've done it through video, we've done it through other means. But uh, you know, I am questioning myself now, uh, should we? Maybe we should do a blog post mm. about it. But then again, we've done a, a previous episode about podcasts and that's covered everything in it. True. Here's what we could do. We'll do this. We could take the audio, we could take the audio from the podcast episode, pull out the, transcribe the text, uh-huh. transcribe, edit a little bit. And now that becomes our blog post that promotes our blog. There, there you go. go. That's what we'll do. Marketer's head is never off. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see. Storytelling then when it comes to blog posts, does that suit a certain type of business? 
Well, storytelling as a, a vehicle to communicate yeah. is just so powerful in, in so many mediums. Yeah. So yes, you could definitely bring an element of storytelling into your blog. Again, mm. if we think about, I'm thinking about some of my own clients that have blogs, you know, we all, we're all in our own niche. We're all in our own area, our industry, or we serve a specific market. So the content and the blogs you write, again, should be aligned with that. Yeah. And um, so if there's a way you can tell a story that gets your point across, maybe it's, I mean, Another storytelling vehicle, and this is what we often use with clients is we call it like a case study, but a case study is really a story of typically maybe how your product or service helped someone. So you start off with uh, that your your customer, your client, this was the problem Mm -hmm. they had. They came to us and either, again, if you're providing a service or a product, but tell the story now of their pain points, how you helped them, and then at the end then how they were better mm-hmm. as a result of that that's a very simplified version of it yeah. but that's a case study but a case study is just a story so when it comes to your blog like how are we getting the most out of it well we mentioned already one of the the main reasons to have a blog is is for good seo search engine optimization yeah, so of course you want to definitely leverage it in terms of search engine optimization and the way you do that is so you write your blog post and you write your blog post with I don't want to say keywords in mind. Mm. You do write in key with keywords in mind, but I'm not saying you litter your article with this one keyword that you're yeah. trying to rank for because that reads very unnaturally. You, you could, you definitely write around a specific topic that you maybe want your site to come up for when someone searches for that topic. Yeah. So that's leveraging it. But then also when you publish your blog post, you do need to do a certain amount of SEO work on the blog post itself. First. So again, either you do that yourself um, or you get your web developer or someone to do it, but you need to make sure that it's it's um, optimized for search. Yeah. That's a, a great way to leverage your blog post. Another way you could do it off the top of my head is if you, let's say you can write uh, a blog post a month, ideally I I would say it to most clients, if you're really serious about doing a blog, I'd say like one a week is more, is better. Yeah. But then you, that gives you content then. So if you want to send out like an email campaign to your clients, maybe once a month, maybe now the email campaign is just highlighting the articles or the blog posts that you've already written. And mm-hmm. it's a way to get them over onto your site to read the articles. Right. Two, there are two ways off so the top of my your, head. Your traffic to your website then. Yes. Just want to touch, just because you've, you've mentioned SEO there, which is search engine optimization. I just want to talk to you a little bit about keyword stuffing. Yes. Which I feel like a lot of people do. They're just like throw in as many words as they can. That makes sense. And it doesn't look well. Like you said, it doesn't read naturally, but it can also penalize you, can't it? Yes. And you're exactly right. That is the term keyword stuffing. Mm. Now, here's the problem you see, right. because that used to work. I know. That did work. Mm. That did work. Now it's going back. It doesn't work anymore. But the reason why people were doing it was it worked. So yeah. why would you not do it? Even though, you know, it, it didn't help the reader because you, you could tell you would read like the first paragraph of an article. And here's this keyword. I'm looking at a bottle of water. So keyword is uh, bottled water mm. and every sex sentence has the word bottled water in it and it doesn't yeah. read right. Yeah. So that's why people were doing it, bec- but, but it did help their SEO for, 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 for bottled water. It was manipulating up. where they were in, in their search engine. So what you're saying is you don't recommend doing it anymore? No, I, I definitely don't recommend mm. doing it. But my point is people did it because it worked, um, but it doesn't work anymore. So that's that's the other thing I want yeah. to say. So there's no reason to do it anymore. Yeah. Do we need a graphic with every single post? I mean, do you need it? No. Do I recommend it? 
a hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, largely because you need, like, it's always the visual. Again, I put my graphic designers hat on. If, mm. if, if you're designing, um, an ad in, that goes into a magazine or a billboard or even a, a simple poster, like the way we operate as humans is we're walking by or whatever it is. Like it's the visual is what we're catches our it. eye. And then if it sparks our interest, we will walk over to the thing or else we'll engage to read the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's the visual that's going to connect with our brains first. Yeah. And then your brain will go, what's that? Okay, that's interesting. Let me read the thing. Mm. And it's the same with blog posts because typically you will have a blog post. You'll have lots of blog posts on your website and then you might have them on social media as well. But it's that visual is going to what what's going to, again, subliminally grab someone's attention and, yeah. and they'll decide whether they want to go further, which is read more. So you're just doing you're doing yourself no favors if you don't use an image and that's just it's not really so much a blog thing that's just a human nature thing mm. you know we want to our brains want to interact and connect with a visual first to decide whether we want to read or engage with whatever it is further i get you i also think just looking at a load of text can be so boring sometimes and it can all just look black and white to your you know to the human eye it's, i just think i'm like almost put off by it i want to go on to um kind of google when they kind of crawl your website and stuff you recommend maybe a new blog post a week that's what you said isn't it yeah if again if if yeah, possible yeah if possible yeah so how often are google recrawling your website to look for new content oh you got me you got me this is the thing this is the no this is the no research <laughs> thing i can't get i don't know yeah. i don't know i know i know it's changed it changes and it has changed over the years mm. um i will go I can't go out on a limb because I don't know. It's it's quite regularly though. I'll put yeah. it that way. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they haven't put that information out there. Maybe it's not. Anyway, mm. if you Google it, listeners, you'll find out. But it's it's fairly regular. Yeah. So let me flip that and ask you: If we're not putting up stuff all the time, are they coming over less because they're like, oh, there's nothing new here? No, they they they're still visiting every site the same frequency. Okay. It's just that they're going to your site and you're getting and you know red X's rather than green ticks yeah. because there's no new content up there. And again, this is around the whole SEO thing. It's just that pod um, um you want fresh content going up on your site. Now it could be videos, it could be other things, but blog posts are the I think it's the easiest. Now I'm not saying it's easy, but it's the easiest way mm-hmm. to keep feeding your website with with fresh, fresh content, content because and yeah. um, once you do it a couple of times in terms of actually getting it on your site I'm talking about mm. it's it's a few clicks and you get very proficient at it um so whereas if you're like trying to upload videos and do videos and all stuff so it's a it's the probably the quickest way mm. probably the quickest way to keep fre- uh, fresh content going up there yeah well I'll just use an example from us here like with client work I have been optimizing SEO for a client now recently and they're ranking on Google maybe was four, fifth, six kind of in that region. And I went on to check after did some optimizing, we popped up some blog posts some fresh content and now they're ranking number one in the, with the same search. Term. Yeah. So I was delighted to see that. So it's great. Like what you're saying is actually true. You know, we're not just saying. Oh, we're not making this stuff up guys. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, again, it's from, you know, 16 years of uh, experience in this. Mm. Um, this is the reality. And when I say this to clients and they're sitting across from me and I can see they're, they're, they're excited about this yeah. and they're like, yep, we're going to do it. Mm. 90, um, 95% of them, yeah. we build their website or whatever it is, we work mm. with them. 
and I check back six months later and they haven't kept up the blog posts. Yeah. So it's, and this is, again, it's a human nature thing. We know the thing is important. We yeah. know we should do the thing and we want to do the thing. Yeah. But guess what? Life comes along mm. and the thing doesn't happen, even though we know how important the thing is. Yeah. So I guess uh, advice would be, you know, I, I know you, you are listening to this podcast and you're going, uh, we need a, mm-hmm. a blog section. With the best will in the world, do you have time to keep it up to date? Yeah. Because I always say to clients, let's not put it on there if you're not going to keep it up to date. Yeah. I understand why it might not happen. But what you could do is you might, there are copywriters out there. There are people out there, mm. content writers, content creators. Even freelancers. Yeah. Freelancers. Yeah. Maybe it's a thing that you're, you're handing that work off to yeah. someone else to do. Now, there, it can make sense to a, do that. Absolutely. The, the one thing is though, and, and we've, we've worked with clients and their blogs over the years. Mm. Sometimes the, the knowledge is so specific and so ingrained in you as the business owner yeah. that a certain amount of it has to come from you because the, the writer just isn't an expert in that. Yes. Well, let's, I'm thinking of it like, let's be. They're a, a great copywriter, but they yeah. don't know your So let's niche. say you're, you're a solicitor, like yeah. you can't expect a copywriter no, to be able to write an article on conveyance or whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't have a clue. So you would have to work with them to typically give them the, you know, bullet points or the key things yeah. you want to get across. They're able to take it then and then bring it to where it's a blog post, but you will still. An autobiography. So, yeah. Really. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is it's very, it can be hard just to completely outsource yeah. that and for you to not have any engagement with or sorry, involvement in the creation yeah. of that. Of that. I think we, we kind of always say like having a blog is just not enough. Like it's, it's not going to do the work by itself. And I would always kind of relate back to it, like a real life problem when I'm talking to someone like, if you buy a gym membership, you know what I mean? Like you're not building a six pack just by having the membership bought. You actually physically have to go and do the work. So it's the same like with a blogger, with any of your marketing tools, you know? There's a great story I heard years ago and I think it's relevant. I'll do it as quickly as I can. Imagine, right. So you've bought a, a, a gym membership okay. um, and uh, you, so you're walking down this long corridor. Imagine yourself, you've walked into the, the, the gym we walk along this long corridor and at the end of the corridor, there's two doors. There's one to the left, there's one to the right. Okay. The one out to the right brings you into the gym, right? Mm-hmm. The one to the left brings you into a sauna, right? Nice. Now, if you go to the gym um, and you keep taking the left turn <laughs> out to the sauna, yeah. you're not going into the gym or you're yeah. not going into the gym enough. You're going into the sauna more than you're going into the gym. Mm-hmm. You can't turn around after, uh, you know, two months of a membership and go, the gym doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, true. And it's the same with these blog posts. Yeah, that that's a I'd say that's very relevant for a lot of people, to be honest. Um, let me just see what I, I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah, okay. So obviously, again, we we go back to you being in business for sixteen years. Do you remember the time when like blogs and websites were were separate kind of entities? Very vaguely, and I had forgotten that was the case. Yeah, yeah that was. I think Blogger. I think Blogger was the site mm. that everyone used to mm. put their blog posts up there. Um, I had a Blogger account myself. I wonder is it still there? Maybe the company doesn't exist. Yeah. But you're right that that was a thing where blog blogs were were separate. And I guess you know a lot of websites are built now using WordPress, and WordPress yeah. was a blogging piece well, of software. I as had well. a blog when I started college. Um, I did journalism and media, and I started a blog like whatever many years that was 10 years ago on WordPress it's still up to this day you know I loved I loved blogging but now sure it's all it's all done in the one like you said isn't it 
Yeah, so so WordPress was again a blogging platform, and then over the years it's evolved to uh, a, a fairly robust website yeah. builder. So the, the two things became amalgamated, and that's that's exactly what we talk about when we talk about SEO. So Google is being drawn to your blog post, but yeah. your blog posts live now on your website, website. So that that's how we we drive the traffic. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about uh, backlinks. Do we need them to be successful? Backlinks are definitely. Um, an indicator to Google that your content, whatever it is, is of interest to people. Yeah. And what a backlink is, is so we'll take um, ourselves as an example. Yeah. Let's say we write an article on email marketing. Okay. That's fine. Um, and now let's say we mentioned MailChimp because we love uh-huh. MailChimp here. And let's imagine somehow the people at MailChimp hear about the blog post, the great blog post we wrote about email marketing. Uh-huh. And let's say on their website, on the MailChimp website, they have um, also their own blog, right? And let's say they are writing about a topic and they, somewhere along the lines, this would never happen, but it would be amazing if they, yeah. they, they say, check out this great article by this company mm-hmm. called Studio 93, where they talk about whatever it is, X, Y, Z. And then that's hyperlinked. So there's yeah. a link there and that, that brings them back over exactly to the article that we've written on our mm-hmm. site about email marketing. That's a back link, yeah. right? And the more you can have basically external sites to your own linking over to your article, Google will go, hang on now, something's happening on this article. There's a lot of other sites linking to it. It must be of value. Now, here's another important point Mm. on this. The, that, that example would be seen as, you know, Google will go, oh, that, okay, MailChimp are all about email marketing. These guys have written about email marketing. They're linking. This article must be good. But if let's say... Let's say, okay, let's say I have, um, so my sister, let's say my sister has a, a blog, po- a, a blog site and she blogs about whatever, um, cars. And then I have a friend and he has a little small site and he, his uh, site is all about, I don't know, dogs. And let's say your mother has a blog, a mm. blog site. No, we'll say my mother. Cause she has to mention in all the podcasts. <laughs> Every single episode. My mother has a blog and it's all about, I don't know, um, country walks. Right. And then all of those sites link to our site uh-huh. about email marketing now yeah. google is looking at that going hang on what's yeah. going on here it's like friends but it doesn't make it sense. doesn't have any relevance to what they're talking about yeah. so that won't have the same power so backlinks are important but also which sites they're are linking cool. is important yeah and that obviously falls under like organic traffic then doesn't it like yeah absolutely so the traffic you're going to get then from in our example from mailchimp over to our site is organic traffic it's not traffic we've had to pay for at all so yeah that's definitely a good source of organic traffic. When Again, like how are we getting people to share our blogs? Is it just being relevant, interesting? Harder and harder because I just think people are reading them less and less. But the, the easiest thing is, is if they can share it on social media. So, so what's important here is that we want them to share it on social media. So we need to make it as easy for them as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's why you will regularly see on blog posts, at the bottom of the blog post or maybe at the top, you'll see the, the different icons, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn, whatever it is. What those allow you to do is with a click of a button. Mm. So I click on, let's say I click on the LinkedIn button at the end of the bottom of that. Yes. It will uh, pretty much open up your LinkedIn account. It might even pre-populate it with a piece of text or mm. you can put the text in and you just press uh, send or submit and now it's shared on your, on your social media yeah. platform. So that's a good way of getting people to share is make it very easy for them to share. Yeah. But again, it's harder and harder now because people aren't reading them as much. And I, I think people are more likely to share a video on a subject than they are to share a blog post. No, I, I definitely agree. And 
you've put in all this work into your blog and sharing it and stuff, is it helping you to build, we talk about this word credibility and trust. Is it helping that? Yeah. Any, any opportunity you have to, again, demonstrate your knowledge, um, is an opportunity to build trust Mm -hmm. because people want to feel the people they're doing business with or they're interacting with are are professional and very knowledgeable in the specific thing they do. So it's definitely a way to do that. Um, Again, is there, but is there better ways to do that in today's world? Mm. There probably is. How can we use our blog to attract new clients? Well, I think we think about new clients. So these are not clients that we currently have because those are slightly different um, than people who, who we want to attract who are not currently clients. And again, it's all around like content marketing in general. And again, we have another podcast on that. If you guys want to look into it, Mm. it's just about creating a writing, that piece of content that is tailored to their wants and needs. So what do they want to learn about? Yeah. That's the best way to attract them. Like serve, be of service, be of service front and foremost to them. And this add value, demonstrate knowledge, like you always, always mention as well, Darren. I'm going to get t-shirts made up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wear them just while we're yeah, recording the yeah. podcast. Um, so we're sharing the blog on social media, obviously. And I think you mentioned earlier um, when it comes to email marketing, sharing it there. So what are we? Do- what's that kind of process involved then? Well, what you're doing there, the key there is that you're you have your piece of email marketing going out. Mm-hmm. But the key is like, again, I want to be very clear on this. Let's say we've written one blog post a week. So now we're sending out a monthly um, email marketing campaign and we want to draw attention to these four articles that we've written, but we don't want to copy and paste the four articles into our, into our MailChimp or into our uh, email marketing uh, piece of software, because obviously that would just be a barrage on the, on the senses when someone opens it and it'll just close it straight away. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're just maybe giving the title of the blog post Maybe you're including one image and maybe you're given the, like the first paragraph or the first mm, 200 words, if, if even that, and then there's like a read more button there. So they get a sense for what each article is. Mm -hmm. And if they're interested enough, they can click on the button. And what's very interesting, we've done this quite recently for a client, uh, Sinead, and we were analyzing the results. Another uh, positive to that is that we can see which of the articles, so say four articles, yeah. like which was the most, which was clicked on the most. Mm. And that's a good indicator to, okay, that's the topic or subject or the type of blog post that people are more interested in do, in reading. Let's do more of that. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, making sure the first couple of lines, if that's all you're sharing, are catching their eyes. Yeah, your title as well, but they're going, oh, that looks interesting. I wonder what that's about. You want to make sure them two or three lines that are previewed are like really bringing them to your website and making them kind of click that call to action as well. I think we'll finish on kind of maybe sharing some pros and cons. So let's go with cons of blogs first then. So this is only a con if you make it a con, because yeah. this is, and I've said this, I guess it's the key to take away from this 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 episode. Um, I got, uh, the, the negative or a uh, the con of a blog is that if you can't keep up with it, yeah, it will actually, I won't say do you damage, but it doesn't look great. Yeah. It doesn't look great because people can tell it's not being updated, but overall, I mean, it's, there's, there's only upside to it. The other con, it's not a con again, cause it's like anything in marketing and anything in life, like you get out of it, what you put into it. So okay. if you, again, I'm going to, I'm not going to say it's a con that you have to put time into it because putting time into anything that's worthwhile is, is never a con, okay. but it's just something to be, aw- be aware of, I consume. guess, you know, it does take time. Yeah. I think 
one for me would be having a steady stream of ideas all the time. That that might be where I'd struggle. I think that's actually a positive because that's going to force you to, to think, to think yeah. yeah, and to figure this stuff out for yeah. yourself. And I suppose that again, like ties into every single aspect of content marketing as well. Like we you always need ideas and they have to come from somewhere. So that, yeah, I suppose it does force you to think, okay, let's, let's look at some pros then and finish on a good note. Okay. We probably touched on a few of them. Like again, okay. The main pro is that SEO thing is still important. Yeah. Google still yeah. loves to see fresh content and still loves to see blog posts going mm-hmm. up. That's a big pro. So if you, if you're, if you're writing it right and you're, you're SEOing it right, and you're doing yeah. all that stuff, it could be very powerful in, you know, propelling your website to the top of a Google search. That's mm-hmm. probably the major one. Another pro is when someone gets to your website, we talked about this in another episode as well. Yeah. Like before someone rings you or engages with your company, they're probably checked out your website. Yeah. Right. So if you, if they go onto your website and then they see that you or your team or your company are producing mm. this original content around the subject, you're again, it's another opportunity for you to show, you know, what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's, again, it's around this credibility piece. Mm-hmm. So it's great for credibility, really mm-hmm. good for credibility. Um, the other things. So they're inexpensive, aren't they? Yeah. So free. Yeah. Except it's an investment. It is investment of your time. Yeah. But, but yeah, definitely free. Um, and then the other thing, it's an offshoot and it's important for me and it's already come up. It forces you to become a bit more laser sharp in your, in your thinking and your research and your knowledge around a very specific, uh, topic. Yeah. And wherever we're sharing it, it's also driving that traffic back to your website as well. So that's always a plus, um, for businesses too. Sinead, thank you as always for helping me out on this podcast episode all about blogging. Um, I always enjoy these conversations. Now, before I go, Sinead, you often ask me oh, this. I'm going to ask you this. Okay. What's your key takeaway take on this subject this, from this episode? The first thing that came to mind there was that song. I don't even know who's by. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it right. So have a plan in place. Have a structure in place of how you're going to do it, how often you're going to do it. Does it make sense for us to do it? Why are we doing it? What's our message? All of these things. And then are we doing it in-house? Are we hiring someone outside that's going to take that kind of workload off us? And like we talked about cons there, you're trying to eliminate all the cons just to make it a pro for your business. And if you're finding that you're being kind of hit with a lot of cons and it's not making sense, then don't do it. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Guys, thank you very much. We will see you on the next one. You've been listening to A Little Thing Called Marketing, brought to you by Studio 93. Check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram for more. And if you have any suggestions for topics, do send us a message on Instagram. We'll be back same time, same place next week. And don't forget, you can visit our website, www.studio93.ie for on-demand webinars, blog posts or to book a consultation.